What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's halftime here in Oklahoma City. Let's pick a fan to shoot from half court. Good luck. Not even close. Take this, man. You're going to make that next shot. And this Thank is an you. honor. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I wish I had your talent. What are you doing in uniform? On a shot for the team again. Tryouts are over, Billy. My name's Brian. What is wrong with Kevin Durant? Are you guys watching the same thing I'm watching? You're terrible. Dude can't even make a free throw. Well, you've been working with him, haven't you, big fella? <laughs> I can't help you if you don't tell me what the problem is. Man, I'm in a slump. Just give me the rocket out the way so I can shoot. Watch. Almost. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damien Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamien.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamien. Welcome to They Call This a Movie. I am Anthony Del Vecchio, and with me, as always, is Mark Myers. Say hello, Mark. Oh, oh wait, sorry. I was just tying my KD4s. I know why I was doing this. There you How go. you doing today? I'm doing good. We are without Dan Aquino, who is usually with us, but he is off covering March Madness for his job. And I guess this is a good point as as any to kind of introduce ourselves to possible new listeners. This marks the first kind of partnership with Geek Vibes Nation. So if you are listening on their main streaming account, uh, welcome. We are They Call This Movie, and what we do every week is we'll take a movie that is terrible, that has some sort of loose connection with a new release or some event that's currently happening, and we kind of dissect that we go through, usually scene by scene. We discuss what works, what doesn't work, and basically it's just a bad movies podcast. Yeah. Uh, anything else, any other way to describe it, Mark, that I no, missed? No, just hello, new internet friends. My opening bits... Are they funnier than that one? Are they worse than that one? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. They're usually worse. But the <laughs> <laughs> how it's going to go for, I believe, you know, moving forward, we're going to still have our usual, they call this a movie, podcast streaming account. So if you're already subscribed, you don't have to worry about that. But now if you are subscribed to Geek Vibes Nation, you also get us too. But we would also, you know, enjoy the the follow on our usual streaming. Uh, so, so if you go, they call this movie.podbean.com. You can listen to us there. iTunes, uh, Stitcher, any podcast streaming app, just look for they call this movie and we'll pop up. We're every, every week, we usually release on Thursdays unless we have extenuating circumstances. Like last week, we uploaded on Friday. But more often than not, we're up on Thursdays. So yep, uh, and, uh, be sure to leave those five-star reviews, you know, since it's the only kind that you can leave on iTunes. Mm -hmm. yeah 
don't do don't don't be a three person who 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 spends the time to write a three star review on iTunes. Anthony, you didn't hear the new policy is you can't leave anything lower than a five. Oh, well, there you go. I trust Mark. So I'm just going to say that that's accurate. Um, so this week, the biggest movie coming out is Us, which is Jordan Peele's new movie. It doesn't really lend itself to a no. a bad movie. It's not like Jordan Peele's made a bad movie. While I am greatly anticipating that movie, I've got my ticket for Friday night. Um, we had to figure out something else. What is coming out this week, though, is March Madness. Actually, the day that this comes out, which is Thursday, should be uh, day one of the tournament. Yeah, so, first round. Yes. So we're trying to find terrible basketball movies. And while there are not many great basketball movies, there are also, are also not many terrible ones. Uh, last year for, I believe, uh, Uncle Drew, I wrote an article on... Uh, Little Hoop Dreams, which is a uh, movie starring Dennis Rodman and a team full of little people. Uh, So we weren't going to do that one again, although it's got a whole lot to talk about. Um, (laughs) uh, This one that we decided upon is Thunderstruck from 2012, and it is Kevin Durant's uh, breakthrough performance, to say the least. (laughs) In heavy air quotes. Yes. So, Mark, uh, yeah. initial thoughts on Thunderstruck. Yeah, so randomly, little little behind the curtain, we text to try to figure out the movie, and I just randomly text Anne. I was like, isn't there a movie Thunderstruck starring Kevin Durant? Is that available for streaming? And, you know, luckily we were able to find it on Netflix for some reason. But my initial thoughts on it was, going in, I thought it'd be one of those really awful, you know, movies where it's just sort of trying to propel... Like the the athlete in it, Space Jam is sort of like this, but a better version of this movie, mainly because of the Looney Tunes. But I was expecting one of those. Hey, look, this guy playing himself in this movie, and everything will revolve around um, him. But for the most part, the more interesting things had absolutely nothing to do with Kevin Durant, uh, for reasons we'll get into while breaking down the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this movie was very. I guess very paint-by-numbers would be the way to describe it in terms of each beat along the way. It was shocking how many actual actors and people and people that eventually are now regular working actors in this movie are in this. I don't know what agency it says. This was before he was with Clutch, LeBron James's agency. So I don't know who he was working for that got him into a movie that actually had some oomph behind it i believe you said warner brothers um, yeah so this is this is warner premiere i guess that's uh sort of their their lower budget tier of movies maybe it's their direct-to-video kind of uh offshoot but this movie is this movie's existence is baffling (laughs) to me because i could see like this movie being a 30 million dollar budget pushed marketing pushed behind it to you know thousand theaters opening weekend or something like that and i could also see it not a single week in the theaters kevin durant's not playing for the thunder he's playing for a cheap knockoff nba team they've got one million dollars and nobody makes a cameo this movie was in theaters for a week (laughs) but it has cameos by candace parker 
Yes. Uh, cameos by the entire NBA on TNT team. Yeah. It uh it's got Conan O'Brien. It's yeah. <laughs> it it has Fox Sports making an appearance. It's got it has Nike being named. Yeah. It's an incredible it's unlike anything I would have expected in terms of name recognition, in terms of brands and IP intellectual property for a movie that was in theaters for a weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why this movie was made. <laughs> I don't understand why they made this movie and didn't push it further. Yeah. I think maybe it had to do with the negative charisma that Kevin Durant has. Because <laughs> he it, is easily the worst part of this movie. Yeah, even the real MVP is better than him. The real MVP makes a cameo too. <laughs> this was pre the real MVP, right? This is 2012. This is the this is the Thunder team that still has all three, right? It's yes. got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and, and Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah. This might have been the MVP year, like going into that year. Okay. Yeah, actually I th- I believe you're right. Uh so he he would wind up winning the MVP the, the next season. So she she makes a so that makes her appearance a little more random, but uh, you get it, I guess their relationship. But I totally get what. So like at this point, Kevin Durant is like uh, well, unanimously second best player in the league. Yeah, and and to circle back a little bit for those of you out there, the real MVP is Kevin Durant's mom. Right. <laughs> just just to let you know. But yeah, this was when he was well on his way. You know, to being the second guy to LeBron James. Right. Because um, the of- Warriors are not a thing right yet because Steve Kerr is still an announcer because he yeah. makes an appearance in this. Yes. Which is funny to hear him <laughs> uh, in this doing when they're totally shitting on Durant at one point in the movie. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah. But um, and, and plus of the of the broadcasters outside of the craziness that's TNT, you know, with Barkley and. And Shaq, which is just amazing on its own. They probably didn't even have to script that stuff. Kerr is the best acting of any of the announcers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you actually believe it sounds like when you hear him on the broadcast. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, you know, Reggie Miller, you can definitely tell he's getting fed lines for it. It, it was just it was just baffling is probably the best word, as you said, for this movie. Right. And, and my one hot take for this is that this movie would have been instantly better if it starred Candace Parker. Yeah, that'd be, in, uh, that'd be interesting. She's in the movie for five minutes, and she is a thousand times more charismatic than mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Everybody everybody is, though. <laughs> the kid in this movie is excellent. Yeah. for I, I say this movie is baffling, but it has nothing to do with the quality of movie. I actually no. don't think this is a bad movie at all. No. Um, it's a kids movie. It's geared towards kids, obviously. So yeah. uh, it's perfect for a kid that's like 12. Maybe he's really into basketball. It's a fun yeah. time. It's, it's it's probably, I haven't seen Like Mike in 20 years. Probably better than Like Mike. It's probably yeah. better than Juana Man. Probably yeah. better than any, mo- probably better than most basketball movies. Most basketball movies are not great. Like Hoosiers is like yeah. the, the exception. Yeah. Really. And- Blue chips, maybe I don't know. And and even acting wise, you know, the the two leads, the kid who plays Brian, is still a working actor. You know, getting mm-hmm. more voice acting lately. He's like in Star Wars Rebels or something. I was looking on. Yeah, I saw that. He plays. Um, and the girl Isabel. 
it, Isabel is she's like a re- is a regular on MacGyver. Yeah, she's yeah, like second she, lead. Yeah, as soon as she popped up on the screen, I was like, wait a second. I think I've oh, seen you, her before. You know MacGyver. I saw the pilot. I did it for one of our articles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And and plus, my grandma watches CBS because she's eighty nine years old. Or, or CBS. Jesus. C- that was CBS. That was for Dan. And poor one. So you know, being eighty nine years old, she watches CBS all the time. So you know, if they do the previews. So as soon as she came on screen, I was like, that looks like a younger version of some actress I know. And mm-hmm. then looked up immediately, and I was I was worried that it would pop up to be like a teen drama, and I would make myself sad for remembering that. But um, yeah, yeah, MacGyver may be worse for for remembering, but it's like I mean we haven't even mentioned it. Jim Belushi's in the movie. Jim Belushi's it. So it stars Kevin Durant. <laughs> uh, the lead actor is Taylor Gray. Jim yeah. Belushi as Coach Z. And Brandon T. Jackson, who is yeah. excellent in this movie. Yeah, he's the best part of the movie. He is great, and I kind of feel like he's losing roles to Kevin Hart, which I do not love. No. Because no, that role could totally be done by Kevin Hart. Yeah. But, but Brandon, Brandon T. Jackson, T. Jackson does it better. And he's more likable. Yeah. And this is coming from a Philadelphian. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, yes. Less, Ke- less Kevin Hart, the better. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just... I, if they could have found a better NBA player, this movie would have made a shit ton more money. Yeah, it's there is no after watching this, there's no secret as to why Kevin Durant is doing a movie that was in 250 theaters for one week and made a half a million dollars. Yeah. And LeBron James is cameoing in Judd Apatow movies like uh, yeah. <laughs> Trainwreck and going to star in Space Jam 2. Durant has no charisma in this movie. <laughs> it's it's painful to watch. Yeah. It's not not only is he bad, he it's he's hard to understand at times too. <laughs> yeah, he's completely unsure of himself. He's got he's got mush mouth syndrome a little bit. The kid has more charisma than him. Yeah. So so when he stole his skills, he also stole his charisma. <laughs> I think you probably could pick just about anybody in the NBA that probably yeah. could have done as good a job. Maybe not Russell Westbrook because he's coming off as like a unlikable. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen this movie with James Harden, but Harden wasn't even that big of a star yet. Mm. But nowadays, I'd want to see it with Joel Embiid. Yes, <laughs> that that's the movie we deserve. Yeah. Yeah, Joel Embiid needs to be in a movie at some point. I don't know if it's still on the air, but I would love to see an Embiid cameo on Ballers. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the air Just to see him in, not that I think that show is any good, but just to see him and The Rock interact in a scene (laughs) would be amazing. But it's the first time that we've watched a movie where I can say definitively 90% of the stuff around the lead is really good for the genre it's in. But the lead is basically bringing the whole ship down. Yeah, I think I think they had a movie that they thought they were going to be able to put into theaters, and Kevin Durant's lack of acting ability torpedoed every idea. Yeah, they're yeah. like, "Holy shit, we got all these people in this movie, and we can't sell this thing because he's awful." <laughs> yeah, it, I kind of feel bad really shitting on it. Yeah, I, he uh, seems like a likable person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it's it's he's bad. He's really not good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shame because everybody else is so much better than him. Yeah. 
yeah it's, it's, it's rough they yes. could have maybe found like a like an actor to play <laughs> so i guess it's defeating the whole purpose of the movie is to yeah. find an actor that plays a basketball player but yeah oof yeah the one thing which um is probably best to touch on here instead of during the plot is i i besides him saying that the worst part of the movie for him was having to miss all those shots i couldn't imagine being that kid who looks like he has some basketball talent yeah and trying to be as awful as that kid needs to be. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> all, he's a good little basketball player. Yeah, all Kevin Durant's doing is short-arming shots. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's probably annoying to him. I wonder know, if being... it fucked up his shot after, like, you know, <laughs> like, for a few games. <laughs> I guess not, because he won the MVP the next year. Yeah, yeah, but it was it's just... The first thing I noticed was that they didn't, they didn't have many zoom-ins on the kid. You know, a lot of the trick-dribble stuff were zoom-ins. Mm-hmm. To where yeah. it could have been someone else, but you but know the jump did. shots yeah. were all him, and the he definitely did the the wire stunts for the dunks, <laughs> but <laughs> but he definitely did some like you know some ball handling skills. Definitely yeah. had some, like you said, some of the more some of the more advanced stuff was a less stunt double, but he definitely had some. Yeah, I liked it. You know, there's a moment late in the movie which we'll get to when we run down the plot that you can tell that for a second he had to remember he needed to be terrible. <laughs> And it, it, you probably unless unless we did notice it, it, it was it was just pretty funny to me watching watching at the end. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to that kid. He was he was he was real. He was a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get into the plot for Thunderstruck, directed by John Whitesell. Rotten Tomatoes score twenty seven percent. IMDb five point two. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of go pretty pretty quick through this. Um, yeah. We usually say that, and we wind up you know talking for an hour, but um. It's because we've already done this movie before, and we've done it when it was called Teen Wolf 2. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the same plot, really, despite, you know, minus the stealing of powers. But essentially, the the themes and the resolution is more or less the same. Yeah. So we open up in a high school basketball game uh, coached by Jim Belushi and son Robert Belushi. The team sucks, even though they have, like, two or three guys that are head and shoulders taller than a lot of guys and we find out later can dunk so it's question why they suck uh we meet our hero brian who is team manager and he gets absolutely no respect he gets shit upon by basically everybody specifically connor who i guess is supposed to be the star of the team and we find out in the next scene that he is beyond terrible at basketball for a kid that loves basketball as much as he does he has no skills. Yeah, he spends Brian, most of his time watching Kevin Durant and doing his own color comment commentary, but now, he's just terrible at basketball. Now, question. I don't know if you've watched this twice, as you do with most movies. I did. Um, was he... Were they trying to fake him playing a video game when they were showing all the Kevin Durant highlights? Or was he watching Kevin Durant highlights on his video game system? He because, was watch, he. They were not. Tr- they definitely weren't trying to make it seem like he was playing a game. Okay, because he definitely had an Xbox controller in his hand while watching it. Oh, so maybe he was watching highlights <laughs> on YouTube. Is that a thing you could do on a yeah twenty twelve? Yeah, yeah. But it was just weird. Like I don't know if they maybe had the idea of making it a video game thing, and then they couldn't get the rights to the video game thing. Uh, you so know what just, it is. Yeah. You know we're older millennials, so to us yeah. that's weird. The kid, to kids, this was uh, directed towards that they didn't think it was weird at all. Probably. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. But but yeah, I was just like, it's like, wait, are they really bad at editing, or did they, you know, not able to get the rights and footage, and so they're, and also, 
the the highlights that he's watching. Um, I can't. I'm guessing it's just supposed to be like a YouTube highlight package because it's like him against like four different teams throughout the highlight package. <laughs> and um, and I think when they first go into it, um, they don't show that it's a, a package, and you think it's from a game, and then all of a sudden they'll have him do another shot. And it's a completely different team, and it's all one straight commentary through it. That's what I noticed on it. Um, yeah. But it, it was I did just, not notice that. It was just pretty funny that. I knew what they were trying to do here, but it looks like they only got certain things from the NBA to show. They think they had a lot of it, though. Yeah, I think they only showed like three or four teams. Like it wasn't it wasn't like rookie of the year where right. you know yeah. he's going um, around for multiple teams. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we get a first scene with Kevin Durant, which shows off his negative charisma. He's you know signing autographs for teams. We meet Brandon T. Jackson, who's playing as Agent Allen, who's excellent. He's great in this movie. No, no, we we talk about phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Take phone numbers. He's great. I don't know why uh, he doesn't get more work because yeah. this is this is a couple a few years after Tropic Thunder, uh, where he played Al Pacino. Yeah, um, which he was great in that. He's great in this. Um, so I'm surprised we haven't seen more of him. Brandon, Brian, by the way, back it up a little bit. Uh, he try he goes shoots some hoops. He's terrible. Um, tries to dunk, fails miserably, and his sister videotapes him doing so. Then after the scene with Kevin Durant, we jump into uh, Brandon Brian's school. I keep calling him Brandon. Brian's school. Uh, we meet his friend Mitch, who is a computer whiz, and he's able to uh, scam a system to try to get them both on an evite list for the popular girls party um, and we also meet isabel the hottest new girl in school yes as mitch puts it mitch mitch is a creepy stalker kid and he yes. finds out all this stuff about it because he knows computers he says uh, and they talk about it in the chat rooms yeah uh it's played by tristan mays who as we mentioned is a, a series regular on macgyver in the lunchroom Brian showing a little showing a little balls decides yeah. he's going to work up the courage to talk to her so he starts to go over and just as he's about to say hi this kid Cooper who or Connor Connor, Connor. or Cooper it's Connor Connor Connor, Connor uh, plays a tape of uh, Brian fucking up although it's not the same fuck up that he had that we yeah. saw it's a completely different fuck up that his sister apparently also videotaped and embarrassed Brian in front of the whole school and they chant hang time in front of him as a derogatory nickname. Yeah. Then, embarrassed, he goes home, sulks in his room. But his dad comes in and gets some tickets to the Thunder game. Dad is played by William Ragsdale for Mannequin fame. Yeah. And Mannequin on the move. Um, as we mentioned, this is the 2012 team that has uh, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Uh, the other two don't make cameos, but you can see them in in some uh, game footage. Um, At this point, we also get cameos by Marv Albert, Reggie Miller, and Steve Kerr as the uh, sideline commentators. So it's a standard scene of uh, the father and son watching a game. We get the halftime, and they're doing a half-court shot uh, competition, and the dad actually gets the seat, and he gives it to Brian to go take the half-court shot. Yeah. Brian goes down. He fails miserably. And it's... bounces the shot off the mascot. <laughs> According to the behind the scenes, I was watching a behind the scenes video. The actor, I guess, either when they were practicing or when they were shooting, he made three of five half court shots. <laughs> oh, which man. is impressive. 
Uh, so the, one of the things I noticed in this scene is that Kevin Durant doesn't understand like halftime. Yes. Because <laughs> he just decides, all right, it, I'm done. Like I did what I needed to do. So I'm going to run out onto the court. Like none of his team was with him. Yeah. Um, so this just proves Kevin Durant is a bad teammate. Yep. Security so, stops him. Yeah. So he misses the shot. He gets escorted off by a couple of cheerleaders. And when he's, uh, you know, behind under the stands, he runs into Kevin Durant. Durant kind of has seen how terrible a shot it he is, takes the ball, signs it, and he gives some words of advice to the kid, to Brian, hands on the ball, and there's a, a little bit of magic that happens in between them. Then we cut to Brian the morning after, and in the on the radio, uh, it says that Kevin Durant has went 0 for 13 for the rest of the game, and they lost because of it. He doesn't really react to it. He just goes to school. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole point here is you know it does the uh i guess they have that that the best way to describe it is that freaky friday moment sure you know where you know something zaps them and they don't know what happened and they don't find out until well you know the next day later but i don't know is this i think this is when they do the first i, I don't know if it's this or a little bit later when they have the first nba on tnt guys there doing commentary about the game uh i believe it's there. later later yeah 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 because the whole the whole setup here and with with Brian, um, it doesn't seem like it takes him way too long to figure out, you know, that he got good at basketball, like mm-hmm. way longer than it should have compared to how bad he was before. Yeah, he <laughs> and he doesn't. The thing about it is he never questions it. No, not it's at like, all. He he should. Un- he seems like a smart kid. He should understand that that's impossible for him to be that good all of a sudden. And I think it would be a little more interesting if he was like if he figured it out, if he like yeah. pieced it together. Because uh, the only per- the person that pieces it together, you know, it, spoiling it, uh, we're gonna get to it. Is Alan the agent? He's the one yeah. that pieces it all together. And it'd yeah. be more interesting if when Alan pieces it together and confronts Brian about it, Brian yeah. already knows. Um, yeah, and confesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not. He has we'll no idea. He has no idea up until the point where Alan confronts him. But so uh, Brian goes to school. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say I wish this was more of a Freaky Friday scenario. And yeah. Kevin Durant <laughs> had to act like a 14 year old kid <laughs> and 14 year old kid had to act like Kevin Durant. That's a movie I would watch. I'd watch Thunderstruck, too, if that was the setup. <laughs> And then they brought back that's Brandon amazing. T. Jackson. Yeah, that's yeah that that is a much better movie. But yeah, the um, I don't know how that kid, outside of loving basketball, with how bad he was, was allowed to have that hoop on the garage mm. <laughs> with the neighbors and all that. I mean, it's... like I'm not great at basketball, and I could shoot circles around that kid. <laughs> and even when I was fifteen, and when I was fifteen, I could I could have shot circles around that kid. <laughs> Next day uh, at school, just a scene at a biology at biology class, and he just randomly starts spinning things on his finger and realizes yeah. he can. Still not questioning it. Still not questioning it. It's like, oh, this is crazy. Then he has to take his sister to the carnival, uh, and then you see it when they're at the carnival, it's him. His sister runs off with one of her few of her friends because she doesn't want to be seen with her loser brother. So we don't really get the sense of how much of a loser he is until the end, and yeah. it's like. Oh no, he's a nerd. <laughs> Very <laughs> and specifically, was... and it's close to our hearts. But no, he's definitely a nerd. <laughs> and this was before being that kind of nerd was cool. Yeah, 
but they kind of drop that randomly. I don't remember them yeah. ever mentioning uh or, or he's he's like super into World of Warcraft. Yeah. It, to the point where they drop a Leroy Jenkins reference. I have like, to believe that scene was written just to drop that reference. I guess so cuz like even even one of the kids like unironically like quotes it like yeah. if it's his own thing. It's just it's a weird thing. But anyway, uh so she runs off. Um so it's just him and Mitch hanging out. Uh, they see Isabel and Connor, is, I guess, is taking her as like a date to the carnival. Oh, and he's the, trying... he's the richest kid in school. You he's know, the richest kid in school, bastard <laughs> Connor. Um, so he's trying to win her a, a stuffed animal at the basketball hoops, which are never regulation. And he calls it out on never being re- not being regulation, but still trying to win it. Just can keep throwing money on the table because, you know, he, he likes to. You know, just flaunt it. He's like, God, my my family's got a whole ton of money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connor would eventually have a DUI, most likely, and then, like, get his dad, who owns his car dealership, would get him out of it. Mm -hmm. So, the uh, so Mitch and Brian are watching Connor fail miserably and start to laugh at him. And then Connor's like, Oh, well, why don't you fucking take a shot, little piece of shit? I wish you Uh, said that. (laughs) <laughs> that, that'd make that movie pretty pretty great. Um, so Brian's like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna do that, and then turns around. And he drains three in a row and yeah. wins Isabel Panda. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, and, and I think the kid legitimately makes the shots because I don't know how you fake that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it took a few tries, yeah. but he definitely hits them. And meanwhile, Kevin Durant can't hit a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After. You know, the scene, they do the typical thing. He wins. He walks off with the girl, you know, after win- winning everything. And it cuts to Kevin Durant, and they show him missing everything. And I think this is either before or after or right around in the same scene where they flash his stats on the screen. And it all I remember is it says something like he was four for 68 or something shooting in the last three games. That's something ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, how is he still, like, no matter how good of a player he is, how mm. how is he still allowed to take that many shots? Yeah. Russell Westbrook would have tore his head off. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so it's it's a quick little scene. I think it's a back and forth between Brandon T. Jackson and Durant. Yeah. Just like Brandon T. Jackson is trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And he's just like, I, I just don't have my shot. It's a, it's just a slump. And, People go through slumps all the time. And the funny part is watching this in 2019, the foreshadowing. I don't know if they're foreshadowing, but Brandon T. Jackson goes, what? Is it is it your teammates? Is 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 it the team? Do you want to get out of here? Is that why you're playing bad? <laughs> oh, how prophetic. Um, yeah. So then that, that scene's over and done with. Brian practicing in the yard. Can't miss a shot. And like we said, actor's showing some skills, actually. Yeah. He's not he's not uh, completely uh, adverse to basketball. And he can, even, he can even dunk and never questions it whatsoever. Yeah, then he decides to dunk over a car for some reason yeah that's when he shows off to his uh, his buddy mitch yeah but uh the next practice brian's like well now i want to try out for the basketball team which then he you know shows off his new skills and beats connor basically at a one-on-one and then the coat head coach connor and the assistant coach on three-on-one yeah uh, and dunks in front of everybody and he's on the team so who gets cut <laughs> Uh, I'd like that scene. I want to see where that scene where Coach Z, Jim Belushi, has to go over and tell somebody that they've been cut, even though that they made the team. 
I still can't decide after watching this movie if I enjoyed his bit as the coach of just being really awful at it and not knowing actually how to be a coach um, or if it was just annoying. I, I'm glad he wasn't like an inspirational voice. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, Even, it's Jim Belushi. It's yeah. really, it's really not the inspirational voice that you're, going yes. to expects and it would have been just easy like well you did it with hard work and blah 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 and you know that's all that really matters like we didn't really need that from him no. i like that he was just kind of like this smarmy kind of this this kid's by meal ticket to the state champs <laughs> which i guess is not really a meal ticket but it's, <laughs> in, it's in this guy's mind it is yeah like, so i kind of dug that i like i appreciated that you know kind of um reversal of expectations yeah, and I, lo- I loved how this is some playing the assistant. Um, one of my favorite scenes from early on was when he draws up the play for the player, and then he shows it to him, and it's like all scribbles, and then the assistant puts like the iPad up behind him, and it mm-hmm. shows <laughs> the play on there, and the kid's like, oh, oh, yes, I get it. Jim <laughs> um, <laughs> Belushi plays it off like he was the one that showed him. Yeah, It was really well done. Uh, and then this is the next scene is where we see Mitch showing off uh, Brian showing off his skills to Mitch yeah. by jumping over the sedan, um, which this is where I, I would love for Brian to, have, you know, have figured out something is not right. <laughs> nope. Because that's all hard work. Happen. Like now I can dunk. What's this about? Like that's I mean like okay I'll give you benefit of the doubt all of a sudden you're hitting shots maybe you just got a hot streak or maybe you just figured it out now you could all of a sudden dunk on a ten foot rim all right time to figure it out kid yeah um, so then we get a scene at the agent's office this is where Candace Parker shows yes. up and acts circles around Kevin Durant <laughs> I guess they had some sort of marketing plan for her that they were going to market her as the ne- as the woman's Kevin Durant which and wouldn't she's fly like, in 2019 yeah. <laughs> the women version of Kevin Durant, and she's like, the only problem with that is that you're terrible. <laughs> uh, she's so good. Um, I, I, I'd have to see her if she's in anything else. Um, if it's just she's so good by comparison, or if she can actually be a good athlete cameo person. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. It's tough to because he is a he's a charisma black hole in this movie. <laughs> There is nothing he says that just feels natural. <laughs> no, not at all. If, even the the uh, spoon-fed line of, you know, the whole hard work beats talent. Oh, my goodness. He has to yeah. say that like seven times. And it's just like, <laughs> hard work, talent. No, no, no. <laughs> Oof. Just, just enunciate, at the very least. <laughs> Got we were speaking of remaking it. You could remake this movie. Maybe maybe there's someone else besides Candace Parker because I think she's... This was seven years ago. So, um, God knows if she's even still um, the top top in the WNBA anymore. Um, you could do, a, a like, a, a female version of this, you know, in, in 2019. Sure. You know, you know, with the Olympics coming up in 2020, you know, you're going to get, you know, some of those, those athletes there going for the gold medal, you know, because we dominate women's basketball for the most part mm. um you know you know here we are again pitching ideas that we hope studios don't listen to <laughs> i'd watch thunderstruck too with candace parker yeah yeah or basically any other basketball player it's not named yeah kevin pretty Durant. much yeah <laughs> sorry kevin that's just i mean i think you figured it out at this point that you're not you're not an actor 
I'm sure, uh, and I'm sure all your money is gonna help you sleep at night. So, uh, yeah. so at yes, this sir. point, at this point, the movie becomes Teen Wolf. Yes, uh, we have montages of Brian dominating high school basketball. He gets popular. His buddies Mitch acts as his manager and starts selling T-shirts. It's uh, it's ex- it's almost beef for beat. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, this is where we this is where we get our NBA on TNT crew making a cameo, talking about how terrible he is. I think it's uh, Alan watching watching uh, the yeah. news. Uh, yeah, and I just love that I pretty sure the lines where they're talking about Durant being terrible are like written and that Shaq and Barkley shitting on each other is just ad lib. Yeah, I hope it is. Those two. (laughs) Those two are great. So good. And then Kenny Smith tries to jump in and you can tell he's reading the scripted line. Mm -hmm. And then the two of them just want to go back to shitting on each other. (laughs) (laughs) So that scene happens and then uh, the real MVP shows up. Kevin Durant's mom tries to inspire him with... Uh a really odd she's like in a cheerleading costume which is a little <laughs> odd that might have been i don't know if he made soup commercials then if she well, was that, like in a cheerleading costume for the soup commercials maybe i thought they would she would be bringing campbells but then she said it's her grand it's his grandmother's chicken soup yeah. so maybe i thought it's like campbell soup maybe that's how he got the soup maybe. commercials was from this but yeah to i'll, I'll give kevin durant this his one line in the movie where you can tell he's is like saying, it's like, is, is grandma here too? <laughs> <laughs> like so incredulous. I'm like, that's natural. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant hates his grandma. <laughs> like everything else is mush mouth. Like no confidence in saying it, yelling at his mom for mo- possibly bringing his grandma to practice. Yeah. It's clear as day. <laughs> um, so then we get a scene with Brian and Mitch going to the go-karts. Uh, Mitch is wheeling and dealing on uh, Brian's new popularity by getting them some party invites to the uh, reigning homecoming queen's pool party. Um, trying to scam his way into a plus one. Uh, Brian sees Isabel riding go-karts, so he goes ahead and uh, flirts with her while they're riding. And then she knocks him into some uh, a stack of tires. Uh, and that's and that's the scene. She's a dirty driver. She, yeah, she 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 fights dirty. Uh, it's a it's a little bit of a flirtation scene. Yeah, um, it's cute. Sure, why not? Uh, meanwhile, Kevin Durant has a, a commercial shoot for Nike. <laughs> this is good. And he can't make a basket, so he's fucking up everything. Uh, and this uh, is this is this feels too real. This scene, yeah, where he's tr- he's trying to act in this commercial. He's trying to act like he's acting in this commercial <laughs> in, this, in this movie. Uh, it's so meta. Um, yeah, and hence my bit at the beginning because apparently this is when the KD fours were coming out. KD fours, um, yeah, yeah, because it's um, it's funny that they actually show it might have actually been in it like a like a real version of that commercial, like not not. Like obviously he did in costume for for that, but you know because they have the real commercial at the end during during the credits mm-hmm. uh, for that, and it's just yeah, Kevin Durant trying to be bad at basketball is even tough. Like when he's trying to miss the jump shots, you can clearly see him alter his his like legs and arms and things. Even when he's got to do the one dribble where he loses it in his feet, mm-hmm. you, you can tell him you can see him thinking about it. as he does it while when brian did it it was i was like oh this kid sucks at basketball 
Yeah. Like this is, you know, this is the actor actually being bad at basketball. You know, mm-hmm. can't wait to see how they double it later. And then you find out, you know, the kid's just a good actor yeah. <laughs> in that sense. But yeah, th- this commercial is ridiculous. And so as, then, as Charles would say, terrible. <laughs> so then uh, we get Alan at home kind of lamenting that his his prized uh, client is terrible and can't do anything. He's watching TV again. We get a Conan O'Brien cameo. Uh, yeah. which I guess was The Tonight Show at this point. 2012? I mean, it's such a short, small window for The Tonight Show, so maybe not. Yeah, could have been the uh, beginning of Conan. I think it might have been Conan on TBS. It could have been the big, yeah, because they do NBA on TNT. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so he's watching Flipping the Channels, uh, and then he catches a, news, uh, a local news story on Brian, who's lighting up the high school basketball game. And uh, does he recognize him? No, no, no. He recognizes the jump shot. He recognizes the jump shot, but he did, but he doesn't recognize him from the half court shot because he did, he wasn't even there, right? No, no. All he okay. all he sees is the the half court shot and how terrible the kid was at that. And oh, then, so he does see the half court shot. Yeah, because they play it on the during on the, the news. news. Okay. Um, and then he sees him, and he's like, and he starts putting two and two together. Yeah. Because it was that game that he got terrible at. Mm-hmm. you know around that time and then he goes on to the double monitor computer screens yeah and he's got like highlights of duran on one and ryan on the other and it's the same fadeaway shot yeah you know it not so much that he took his talent he literally took the way he played basketball apparently right. you know down to his manner mannerisms mm-hmm. which sure. we get to later yeah so he so then he sneaks it like he goes undercover apparently <laughs> just, uh for <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, goes to Brian's game to try and uh, get a better better look at Brian's game. And uh, sure enough, he's now convinced that some way or another, uh, Brian has stolen uh, KD's talent. So he tries to explain it to Ke- Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant doesn't underst- probably doesn't understand what he's trying to say. And he does <laughs> sound crazy. Yes. Uh, and he tries to tell him to just put an end to it. I'm just, I'm just in a slump. You're making this worse. Uh, just stop, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, just the whole the whole inner every anytime those two had to interact, um, you you could slowly see the disappointment in Brandon T. Jackson's face. As yeah, it must, been, it must have been difficult work. <laughs> uh, and, and then he has a really great scene coming up. Yeah, um, this is this is the actor that. Just played off of uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Blackface, <laughs> uh, Jack Black, and Ben Stiller, and now he's he's trying to pull whatever he can out of a okay. out of a, out of Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's it's great. And then um... we get a scene. The next scene is uh, Brian and Isabel going on a date to a uh, a burger joint. Yeah. Uh, um, Isabel starts talking about her her last home and has this really cryptic story she doesn't get into about things going bad in denver with soccer yeah <laughs> i forgot that they just left that thread just hanging there yeah what's with what's with us watching like children's movies and girls having questionable pasts <laughs> yes <laughs> like did she murder a teammate right like it's because like the girl from sasquatch 
yes. she had that really creepy relationship with those two hillbillies who yeah. were in their late 20s and she was yeah. 15. Uh, yeah. And now we have this girl that something happened in soccer. Did, did she kill somebody? Was the coach a pedophile? Yeah. Yeah. What what happened? And how would that even relate to Brian? Now, that's a movie. <laughs> yes. Denver soccer story in feature length movie. Let's do it. You know her as Isabel Sanchez. But she's really. Oh, what if that's a, yeah? What if that's not even her real name? <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're rating Thunderstruck two right now. We've got like four different versions of Thunderstruck two that I think we could turn into the Thunderstruck cinematic universe. <laughs> universe. <laughs> oh man, I to be honest, we when we normally do this bit, you know, it's because you know we're trying to pull something boring out of something bad. But the reason we can do this is because you know. The the writing is like just good enough that it's easy to pick that stuff out and make mm. other movies out of just minus Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, here it, it's like, like I said, it's this very passable movie. You can take really dark things like we're doing with Isabel. You can take things like throw a better basketball player in there. You have a better basketball movie, or just make a movie without you know this kid just you know gets talent from a random NBA player and we don't even see that side of it anymore. You know, and you just stick with the high school thing. You know, that's a whole Teen Wolf, you know, movie in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, this this movie seemed like, I'll be honest, I think there's a very good chance they had a movie written and then just decided to put an NBA player in it. It's possible. I don't know. You know I've, sto- I've, I've spent all week trying to formulate <laughs> an idea of why this movie exists, to be completely honest with you. It was, it was the... It was going to be the springboard for Kevin Durant's uh, Shaq-like acting career. Sure. There's just so much pedigree to this movie and who is in this movie yeah. for it to exist how it wind, wound up existing. Yeah. You know, only making $500,000, like, you know, yeah. uh, being in theaters for one week. And it probably only played in o- around Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, I, I, wonder if, I wonder if Durant even regrets doing it or even remembers doing it uh, i don't know if it's 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 not the movie's fault he's terrible in it <laughs> well you don't know he might blame the movie yeah uh, they put me in a better movie right. you know make me a freaking genie yeah. <laughs> right like that kazam yeah kazam's insane but it had like money behind it, it and shaq's really likable wide release so that movie makes sense why it exists. It's it's assuredly terrible. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense that they put that much money behind it and it wound up where it is. This movie's got money behind it. It's got actual actors. Yeah. It's it's got name recognition. It's got internet intellectual property that they that they show. They've had they've set yeah. up time with Conan O'Brien to do a piece on a quick little cameo set up time with the, all the guys from NBA on TNT. They set up time with the three uh, with Steve Kerr, Reggie Miller and Marv Albert. It's like yeah. this is actual people that devoted some time for this movie and it's yeah. not, it's, it's competent, but <laughs> yeah, but it, it shows up on Netflix that where no one will ever see it except for us two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's and we pause at the perfect moment 
because the next time is when Alan gets really creepy for a split second when he crashes the date here. Yeah, he jumps in and uh, he. this is the first time Brian's even actually meeting him. Yeah. Uh, Alan pops in and just starts, you know, getting a little too close to both of them. Um, and completely uh, ignoring her. Yeah, completely ignoring her. Just like, <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, blah, 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 blah. I'm uh, Kevin Durant's agent. And then Brian's like, whoa, that's crazy. And yeah. it's not as crazy as the next scene, which then Alan and Kevin Durant just uh, hop in Alan's car and they go to Brian's school. <laughs> this is the part I love, Brandon T. Jackson. And they just come in and interrupts Brian's algebra class. Uh, uh, so good. Um, he's like, so you're with the uh, community outreach. Yes, we go to uh, underprivileged schools. <laughs> Uh, and we help with, and he's looking around the room, and he goes, math! Yes! Right, yeah. Kevin? We do math. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Alan's whole mm-hmm. plan in this moment is that he's he just needs, he wants them to shake hands or whatever to try and get <laughs> the magic to reverse itself. Oh. It doesn't work. No. Um, but then for, I guess, Kevin Durant's got nothing else better to do all day, so they're just going to spend the day at the high school. Um he Brian and Durant hang out. Um, Brian uh, ignores Mitch, his best friend, while this is all going on. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and it was the most natural acting Durant did in the movie <laughs> was the the one on one conversation with Brian while right. eating lunch. Yeah. Uh, and then KD brings the whole team new shoes, some new KD fours. Well, technically, Alan did. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what shoes? Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then uh, Coach Z starts having a quick one-on-one with Kevin Durant, Good. signing the ball, and all that kind of stuff. Put um, to my best buddy. <laughs> uh, and then Brian starts to alienate his teammates because because yeah. it's Teen Wolf. Um, starts yeah. to alienate his friends. He goes to his the party, ignores Isabel while at the party, and forgets Mitch because yeah. Mitch was supposed to go with him, and Mitch is waiting at home waiting for him to call. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of sad. Hmm. Yeah, it's and it's, then, it's, that, it's that moment in the movie. And, and man. then who shows up to the party is Alan. A Alan parent. Parents shit. here. This is actually a pretty good scene. Is when <laughs> they all they think our a parent has shown up, <laughs> and then like, oh no, it's not a parent. It's just Kevin Durant's agent. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh okay, never mind. Party's back on. And it uh, just sounds offended that they thought he was a parent. Yeah. <laughs> It was a pretty good moment. And then uh, this is where he, he confronts Brian and tells him what he knows. And um, This is a pretty good scene. This is a really good the, scene by yeah, him. And probably the best singular piece of acting in this movie mm-hmm. is yeah. his speech here. Yeah. I love how he, uh, the the whole Michael Jordan cut from his varsity team story. Everybody, <laughs> every <bad>. loser, every <laughs> loser clings to that one story. And you know what my, Michael Jordan did after he got cut? He dropped 40 points a game in his <laughs> JV games. Yeah, which is a story um, that I heard multiple times while, you know, doing a newspaper internship in his hometown of Wilmington was, you know, they keep saying, you know, that whole cut from the team is bullshit story, right? You know, they <laughs> they, they only did it because the coach didn't want any sophomores on the team. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, then that makes that story completely less inspirational. Yeah, right. Well, everybody, you know, when the when the uh, legend becomes fact, you print the legend. Print the legend, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, 
Allen basically is like, you got Kevin Durant's talent. You stole it. It's not yours. You need to give it back. Because you're letting yeah. the, you're letting the city down, basically. Yeah, and the, and, it's and your the, fault. It's your it's your fault that the Thunder don't make, don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, and the I love the growing. He was like, so how many points did you did you score before this moment? None. How many before that? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's really it's good. good. It's, it's a it's good re- scene. Yes. It's a very good scene. Um, so, but then Brian kind of just shakes it off. Next scene is the pep rally before going to states. Yeah, and the whole pep rally is basically for Brian. And they uh, they have the moment that you have in any like teen movie with sports surrounding it, uh, you know, when, you know, the, the love interest is being spurned by the ever popular guy where she calls back to a very their meet cute at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and going, I noticed you before you were like this, you know, in the hallway. And then she runs down all the details. Yeah, um, she puts him in his place because he's yeah. like. You if, if it wasn't for basketball, you wouldn't even yeah. be talking to me. Yeah. And she's like and she just uh she as Cardi B would say, dog walks him. Yep. <laughs> yep, and just lets him no, this is exactly the moment I was interested in you. You were the one that think you need this mm-hmm. to get me. And and I love that um yeah. She uh and then she says something that anybody with any kind of radar can pick up. You know, when she goes, oh, go be with your fans. She clearly did not want him to leave. (laughs) Go run out. This is obviously Brian's first relationship. So, (laughs) you know, give him time. And he's clearly outkicked his coverage with her. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And he runs out there and then... uh... (laughs) Brian's learning some tough lessons in a week. (laughs) Yes. Um... And, And the actor plays it beautifully. Like the transition yeah. is even natural. The kid's good. Attitude. He's yeah. he's actually very good in this. Uh, like I said, I did not hate this movie. Um, this was a watchable, watchable uh, little flick. Um, so after the pep rally, he has a heart to heart Coach Z. Um, as 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 good as Coach Z could do, a heart to heart talk. <laughs> it was great. Uh, uh, my my favorite part of the bit is that anytime he says something inspirational, it's always bullshit. Yeah, and he and he doesn't even wait to be called out on it. He admits it yeah. <laughs> immediately. He's like, uh, "My dad woke me up at three a.m. every night to run six miles, and then he had me do layups until eight a.m." Like, did that really happen? I was like, I might have saw it in a movie. movie. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Brian's like, "All right, uh, I got to give KD his talent back." Um, so calls Alan. They bring him to. The uh, the gym and Kevin Durant's there and they're trying to trying to do everything they can to try and make the switch happen again and f- they can't do it they 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 try the inspirational speech they try Brian giving the inspirational speech they try try Kevin giving the inspirational speech nothing works though um, yeah so yeah they go through a whole montage of doing you know him rubbing um, you know um, we're at the montage right I'm trying to remember. The the shooting at the gym montage? Yeah, yeah. 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 They they try all the things that they think is gonna happen to try and reverse the magic. My my and favorite one is when he brings in a piece of carpet. I don't even remember that. <laughs> and he has them rub his, their feet to like get an electrical shock. Oh right, they need an electrical shock because that's what kinda what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then the desperation at the end with the with the stun gun. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, come on, Brandon, that's gotta work. <laughs> again, Brandon T. Jackson just uh he's the real MVP. MVP. Yeah. 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 Um so uh nothing works and they go on with their lives. Brian goes to Isabel's house. Um I guess they kind of apologize, tell her she's been right. Um I guess he's trying to tell her exactly what happened. Yeah. Um and he's playing playing the the scene from the half court shot again and he realizes that the one thing that's different is that the basketball had hit the mascot in the head before um, they did the switch of the uh, the talent. So, so it's the, been rumble all along. So, so the mascot's magic. Where's that movie? <laughs> all right, we got movie number five <laughs> in the cinematic universe. Yeah, we need a prequel of why uh, Rum- Rumble. Rumble had, is from Asgard. Right, he could be. He could be a a, a god because that yeah. make. We need some sort of explanation. <laughs> you can't just be like, "Oh, because it hit the mascot, it's oh. it's now magic," and not explain that. <laughs> but they don't. Just yeah. like just like the murder soccer player, they never explain. Like if you're not going to explain it, just have it something easy. Like, oh my god, there's a power outage at the exact moment that they handed it off, or something yeah. like that. Like a thunderstorm. Or, or the part that they realize too is that they switch the speech, mm-hmm. yeah. which they never do during the montage. <laughs> and right. for some reason, they do it here. Right. Uh, so they go. So he he winds up getting to the stadium. He talks to Kevin Durant. They throw the ball against the, the mascot. They do their little <laughs> speech, and it works. Uh, yeah. Brian no longer has KD's skills. KD's got his back. So he's uh, back to his old ways. And he'd go on to win the MVP the next year. Yep, and they do a nice edit. Like, the next scene is him waking up to the radio, you know, talking about the second half of that game. Yeah, it's, uh, as George Lucas would say, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Yep. Um, yep. And so also, Ryan... we find out in this scene as well that KD does not know what halftime is either. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant, he's just looking to play ball, man. <laughs> he's ready to go. So you Brian uh, is looking to reconnect with his friends. That he's uh, abandoned along the way, reconnects with Mitch and his World of Warcraft friends, uh, which comes out of nowhere. I guess because they're nerds. Because they're super nerds, apparently. Super nerds. Uh, he reconnects with Isabel, um, and then the state championship game comes up. And now Brian doesn't have his skills, and he's terrible. But he teaches him to play like a teammate. Yeah. Um, so he starts passing the ball. They start working as a group rather than him just taking every shot. Um, yeah. and, and they start doing good. And right right before this is the two moments of this movie that I like is the the assistant coach giving the Hoosier speech mm-hmm. which, without knowing that Hoosiers was an old movie, which is, right. which is a good little bit. <laughs> I thought Gene Hackman looked young. Um, <laughs> And then just for some random reason, Kevin Durant's able to hide out in the corner of the <laughs> thing without anybody knowing that this six right. foot ten guy is superstar basketball player is standing there. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh game is close down to the last few seconds and yeah. uh and Ryan right it's... before this is the moment I mentioned earlier. He gets the basketball and starts dribbling and starts dribbling correctly. For like a half a second, and then you can see it might have been like they had to use that cut um, because then he starts monkeying around. But he picks it up and he starts dribbling like a normal player. 
Like, it's just something I noticed, and I'm like, oh, oh, they are either going to have him just turn it around, and all of a sudden, hard work pays off, or they didn't have any other cut Sure. from this scene. You'd think he would learn a little bit from having that, that power. Yeah. Like, it would be a little bit of muscle memory, but I guess... Nope, he was you know, complete, complete buffoon. Complete ass. Yeah. Um, but, regardless, he does hit the game-winning shot. Yeah, which... And this this goes back to I, I dramatically I know it's a kid's movie, so you got to end with the celebration and, you know, all things work out because they play as a team. But I would just I just thought the lesson would be better is if he took the shot and missed um, in that the whole. Well, you weren't scared. You took the shot still, even without Kevin Durant's talent. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the inspiration you take from this. And also, it's one of my um favorite things from you know uh the show one tree hill is they end the season with a missed shot oh you're gonna you're gonna bring one tree hill into this conversation it's a basketball movie you're you're surprised i waited an hour and six minutes to do it why it was one tree hill all about basketball yeah oh i have no idea (laughs) yeah yeah one tree hill is is the that's the one with chris pratt right no no it's the one with um uh chad michael murray who? Come on, CM Square. <laughs> Who? You mean the guy from uh, the Hillary Duff movie? Yeah. I. To be honest, <laughs> thinking about it, the the most famous guy is probably um, the one who plays his uncle, and I'm forgetting he's in um, he plays a he he plays the bad guy in um, uh, what's the movie? Uh, some kind of wonderful. Um, uh, Schiffer, I think is his last name. We're we're getting off yeah. the rails. We're talking anyway, too much but, but they they end that season with a missed shot. Um, after building up like they do with Brian here, with them finally figuring out how to play, and you know everything's going right, and they're you know learned their lessons, and then they still miss the shot. Um, you know, I just I just think making the shot is, is the easy way out in the lesson. But that's just me. Yeah. yeah. So Mark's putting you on notice. Uh, yeah. Thunderstruck producers. Writers and directors. In 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 Thunderstruck Endgame, the the kids missed the shot. Just spoilers. <laughs> uh, and that's essentially the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, we have a little bit of a of a scene with Kevin Durant on set of the commercial of how the good commercial would wind up being. Um, that's it. That is yeah. Thunderstruck. Uh, yeah. It's it's a kids movie, um, yeah. but it's not completely terrible. You li- if you lift Kevin Durant completely out of this movie, put in anybody, it's not it's not terrible. Yeah, it's probably a six. You yeah. know, you know, if, it's a, it's it a feels a little movie. long. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll admit, because um, there was like points where I was like, holy shit, I have a half an hour left of this movie. Okay, it's one of those where you could trim ten minutes and it'd be great. Like, yeah. there's one point during Act Two where you're just like, "All right, we get it. Kevin Durant sucks now. Yeah. Like, you can cut most of this fat off of showing, you know, Steve Kerr, and no, we can keep showing Shaq and Charles shitting on each other because that is amazing. But, um, you know, you can cut that stuff out. And yeah, would have made it like, move a little quicker. I feel like Alan could figure it out about like two scenes early. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that would kind of pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's not terrible. Like I said, if you've got like a young kid that um, is interested in basketball, it's not something terrible to put on. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's pretty and, easy. And it was probably pretty popular for a set amount of time in Oklahoma. 
and then now it's completely unpopular in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, they probably burn all the uh, TVs. I guess I don't know. It's streaming on Netflix. I don't know what you would burn. <laughs> what, whatever the DVDs they handed out at Thunder Games, they're burning that now. Yeah, red all the red boxes in <laughs> Oklahoma City have been set ablaze. Oh man, but yeah, yeah. Final thoughts on the movie. It's just you know, it's a, it's it's as I said earlier, it's a, a very paint by numbers. You know, you could you could just tell me the premise of this movie and anyone that's watched like uh, an inspirational kids or sports movie could probably beat out all the major points. You know, this will happen this and then this will happen here and, you know, you can go and do it. But the one thing, like I always say, when when we watch movies um, here is that, you know, if you have a lot of good supporting structure, either in the acting or, you know, in even the even the editing parts of it. You can make a competent movie despite the fact the lead being awful. Yeah. You know, you know, I you, think they did that here. Yeah, you get it, it. It's always the it's a it's a cliche um, or at least, you know, I, I say it a lot. Maybe it's just a thing I say a lot. Um, I think it's the know, only thing you say a lot. <laughs> you know, supporting actors are like the, you know, the uh, the foundation of any movie. You know, you can have a star star, but if everybody else around him sucks, the movie's going to be awful. But you can. You can do the reverse and at least get competency out of it. But, you know, that's just me. There you go. It's only you. It's only me. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, what's like, besides Hoosiers, what, what would you say is like the best basketball movie? Um, actual good basketball movie? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of movies involving basketball that are good. Like, um, like uh, what's it called? Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. But uh, the one That's Ray a Allen. Good start. No, oh, Ray he got Allen plays. He got game. Okay. That yeah, might be that, it. He got yeah. game might be the second best yeah. basketball movie, which isn't yeah. a great movie either. But it's a Spike Lee movie. You know, you have Love and Basketball is good, um, but it's more revolving the characters than actual basketball. They just happen to be basketball players. Yeah. Um, in that, and um, yeah, because every other basketball movie I can think of is pretty terrible. Yeah. You know, um, Celtic yeah, Pride. Celtic Pride, you have Space Jam, you have Eddie. Airbud. Airbud, you know. Airbud might be third. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, that terrible Whoopi Goldberg movie where she coaches the Knicks. Yeah, Eddie. And may- and maybe better than anybody that's coached the Knicks in the last decade. Yeah. The sixth man. Yeah. You ever see that one? Wayne's dead brother. Uh, dead brother. Kadeem Hardy. Juana Man and Man. Wow. Yeah, there are like blue chips has got to be up there then blue chips is pretty good yeah like i said all them don't directly all the good ones um basketball isn't the focus like Mm -hmm. the focus of this is basketball like talent and basketball yeah you know a lot of the good ones that aren't hoosiers you know or he got game all have a different thing that basketball is just a part of like the basketball diaries it's about the struggle that kid's going through, not actually the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And, I guess I guess really the best basketball movie is Hoop Dreams, but it's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I, I don't I, it's it's amazing that like in the nineties, like early nineties, when we had the Sandlot, Little Giants, Big Green, all those movies, Rookie of the Year, that they didn't wind up just doing like, why don't we do uh, Sandlot but basketball? Yeah, I guess yeah, people could probably call out in the comments if there was one. But I guess Airbud would have been, or like Mike. That was like know? later though. That was like two. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Those are kid basketball. Yeah, you know, Mighty Ducks for hockey and yeah, 
you know. You okay, just... so we've decided time machine. Yeah. We're going back to the '90s, and we're pitching a Sandlot basketball movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a pickup game movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, and it's just it's just really weird. You know the the sports that actually end up making good movies. Um, you know, are the ones outside of boxing's easy because that that's a dramatic storytelling on its own, two guys yeah. in a ring and all that. But the actual team sport ones, you know, the only one that ever has any real it, it's baseball. And I guess because that's what the how, how much uh, how poetic that game, you know, all, is talked about, you know, sure. when it's passed down and you know, all these great heroic moments, you go back in history. Like there's no there's no movie about you know the Willis Reed game, right? You know, yeah. But, but you do have Pride of the Yankees. Sure, I think know? that I guess there's like a nostalgia factor to to baseball that yeah. isn't isn't really prevalent in any other any other sport. I think baseball is the most nostalgic of the sports. Yeah, and hockey's probably the second team sport that has a, a good string of movies mm-hmm. with it, yeah. and that's just because hockey's you can do batshit crazy things with it. Sure. Um, you know, and it's, yeah, it's just this, the fact that this might be the best kids basketball movie. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. With everything we've talked about in terms of Kevin Durant. I guess Space Jam's number one for sure, but that's yeah. a cartoon mostly. Yeah. Um, and probably introduce a lot of people to being furries. <laughs> uh, Ooh, that Lola bunny. Funny. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, it's just strange. It's it's movie very competent, baffling in how it was. It just lays in this middle ground, as you said, you know, where it's not pushed to the heavens, you know, and it's not just like snuck out on DVD or VHS or whatever. Yeah, you know, and it's just weird, weird middle ground that you start like we just did. Just start listening. You're like, wait, Thunderstruck might be like in the top three, and it's just <laughs> sitting on Netflix. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good enough place for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that that's going to do it for Thunderstruck. Uh, usually here we would have a trivia competition between Mark and Dan. Today I do not have trivia for you, Dan, Mark, whatever your name is. Yeah. Uh, so well, this I guess this is going to be a good enough time to just wrap everything up. Uh, yeah. We talked enough about. So uh, for people that if this is your first time listening... Um, as we are now being uh, streamed via Geek Vibes Nation uh, podcast uh, account. Uh, We are, they call this a movie. Um, This is, what episode is this? This is like episode 26, I believe. Um, This is Thunderstruck. Uh, We do every Thursday. We'll talk about another movie that uh, we have to watch because it's terrible. Uh, I don't know what's coming out next week. Uh, Forgetting, but I'm sure we can figure out yeah. something. Yeah, just follow us on Twitter. That's just where follow, you'll find uh, So follow us on Twitter at the main Damie. That's uh, the main Damie. The main D A M I E. Um, if you want to uh, listen to, they call this movie. They call this movie dot podbean dot com. Um, any streaming service, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts streamed to you is where you could find us. Um, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, all at the main Damie. Um, you have a Gmail account, the main Damie at gmail.com that you can, uh, if you have a suggestion of what we could watch next or 
um, any movie down the road that you think we should watch, uh, feel free to reach out there. Yeah. Or if you have a movie of yourself of your own that you want us to watch and review, do that too. Um, we did miss out on a screening of Neil Breen's new movie, which is 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 killing me inside. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, mark any pluggables for the people out there to find you or anything you're working yeah. on. Yeah, so uh, you can follow me at Off the Mark Tweet, um, which is mainly I. It's outside of retweeting things on here. It's more just random shit that I talk about, whether it's sports, um, making fun of weird Twitter or things like that. So um, more or less, follow me there if you want any uh, direct constructive criticism or just questions. Um, but the main important thing that we do. Um, which we hope will be coming to the uh, nation as well, um, is uh, Stranger Damies, which is our D&D podcast that posts every Wednesday. Um, so you can follow that at Stranger Damies, you know, iTunes, all that for the podcast. It'll be in video form shortly um, once we get everything set up, and then you'll see it on, um, hopefully, uh, this uh, the, Greek, the Geek 5 Nations uh, website. So uh, big things coming with it. Um, that's about it that, that I have the plug here. Okay. Uh, should mention, uh, you will probably be hearing our voices on some other geek five shows. Uh, most likely, uh, geeks against the grain. Um, you'll be hearing one of us, maybe both of us, um, in the near future. Uh, if you are a, uh, if you're coming to us as this isn't your first episode, uh, give those guys a, a listen. Um, geeks yeah. vibes. You could find them on, uh, any podcast streaming app as well. Um, so you'll probably be seeing us on there or listening, hearing us on there. Um, and hopefully more stuff in the future. Uh, it's a very exciting partnership that we're uh, uh, going into right now. Um, but yep. we will, uh, it'll continue to be standard operating procedure for us. We are not changing anything, um, at least not yet, um, unless we maybe, you know, but that would be our only <laughs> that'd be on us if we wanted to change yeah, things. Yeah, we're yeah. we're still playing how we play. Um, so that's gonna wrap it up for uh, this episode of They Called This a Movie. Um, I am Anthony Delvecchio. You can find me on Twitter at Ant Delvec. Um, Mark has already given his off the mark tweet um, Twitter. Um, Dan uh, will be back. Uh, it's probably gonna be a couple of episodes without him. As he gets rest. busy with work. Rest uh, in peace. We miss rest you, in peace. Um, again, the movie this week was Thunderstruck from 2012, directed by John Whitesell. And as we do every every week, we tell the director of the movie we watch to go fuck himself. And this week, uh, that's John Whitesell. So for Mark Myers and the uh, departed Dan Aquino, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling John Whitesell to go fuck himself. <laughs>